chasing your love. I'm calling you up to get down, down, down. The way that we judge is never enough. Turning you up to get down, down, down. A piece of your love, a piece of your love. I'm calling you up to get down, down, down. The way that we touch is never enough. Turning you up to get down, down, down. What? Sorry, just quickly. What if it's da 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 uh, uh, da 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 uh, uh, down, down, down. Uh, da 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 uh, This is Trice Talk, Wacky Wednesday, live for June 2nd, 2021, and I'm Donald Wayne. And I'm Dennis Lee. Oh my gosh, <laughs> what the... <laughs> did you hear that? <laughs> what you, was it? Did you get feedback from that? That was like, uh, I don't know, that was almost uh, surreal. Surreal? Surreal. I'm talking real, man. All right. I was about to run out of song here, Dennis Lee. I was, <laughs> I was getting concerned. Getting well, George, George is worried. I, George is worried. <laughs> well, I was. I came in and it wasn't showing it, so I went back out. A little bit of like peeking my head in the room every five seconds. Oh yeah, I I saw your name pop up, but then nothing that happened. Hey, Crimson. Hey, Crimson. Well, all right. Yeah, I uh, I don't know what that was when you came in, and then you just sat there, and your little box didn't pop up. I thought, okay. <laughs> I thought um, there's going to be a problem. No, it get worked out. It came together. Yeah, when you you know there's a there's a delay when I can see you in there. Yeah. Without that direct connection, so. Um. Hmm. So isn't it? I mean, this system of inviting you and and you coming in that way does not not work as well as the other way we used to do it. Um. Hey, Road Golf and uh, JFK. Welcome to Trice Talk, Wacky Wednesday. Wacka wacka. Wacky. Um, or did it work better the other way? Um, it it's more instantaneous when you do a when you do an email. I reckon. 
Okay. Not that, not that we probably have any choice. I think that's the <laughs> system Podbeam has created for us. Indeed. But, uh, bless their little hearts. So we made it to the middle of the week. Uh, golly, oh, we've yeah. had to work two days. I mean, <laughs> it's already the middle of the uh, week. Insanity. I know. It's such a rough life. Um, so anything interesting for today before we roll into the uh, I mean, mind-expanding stuff? Just just getting through the day. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, we're having technical difficulties over here, Donald Wayne. You need to get a new gaffer. I know. Jeez. Some new Tighten, roadies. Tighten some screws here. <laughs> some new roadies. Jeez. Okay. I'm good. Should be fine. Okay. All right. Well, summer's yeah, it's, creep- it's summer's. Yes. Oh, no, go ahead. <laughs> summer's creeping in. Indeed, it is. Got a little bit warmer today. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I, I look at the when I look at the the map of the country and I see that it's like uh, ninety seven, ninety eight in places in Arizona and one hundred and three, and it's like, uh oh. Well, I guess I should be quiet. Shouldn't couldn't shouldn't complain yet. Yeah, because before we know it, oh man, it's mm. going to be so it's going to be blistering. So this being uh, Wacky Wednesday, hmm, okay, I was just looking at something here. Being Wacky Wednesday, I guess uh, people should know that we're not all that serious tonight. Not that we're all that serious some nights, other nights, beside Wacky Wednesday. Yeah, and also, I mean, we've got quite a few people in here if we want to get the call policy. Okay. Out of the way there, Donald Wayne. So, the TriStock call policy is: if you are a first-time listener or caller, then chat down into the uh, chat room and what you'd like to talk about, and then we can raise you onto one of the lines, and you have about three minutes to get your thought out and across, and um, then we'll lower you safely back down into the chat room. Thank as you. long as it's a a. a- a clean thought. Uh, <laughs> no, no profanity laced rants. That's right. Uh, and also a little word of the wise: you probably shouldn't get on if if you uh, had more than three drinks. Uh, yeah, just saying. After yes. the last experience, that usually will hinder a couple of things. I know. Okay. Well, all right. So now they know. Uh, hey, Tron Cat. Uh, just turned back over and saw you. And did did we get login? Is that login 2020? I think. I think that's what it is. Oh, test, okay. test and oh, okay. Nedzin. <laughs> I'll pay somebody if they'll just keep popping those names in there so they can read them all. <laughs> Are you doing that yourself? <laughs> no. Um, I have to, you know, I don't like to read them sometimes because, you know, I got in trouble one time. You stopped me before I got. Well, because you're filtering on yet when you're reading them. So I just want to make sure it's like a delayed bleep. You don't want to try to bleep people out. Yep. Yeah. And they're like, oh, 
you know, well, it only takes one time, Donald Wayne. That's up there forever. I know. Well, like that one you caught me on that time and said, <laughs> oh, oh, wait a minute. Uh, oh, you read that one backwards and it's not cancel. anything you want. <laughs> cancel, cancel, cancel. You know, that's that's a lot of trouble trying to, to read them backwards and, and figure out and make sure it's not something offensive. I mean, come on. Uh, that's why there's a, a, you know, a rally against trolls. Yep, I said it. We're going to sign a petition. Um, sign a petition. Sign, sign, everywhere a sign. Right. Okay. Well, the first little chat I have, if you don't have anything else, earth shattering. Mm, nothing earth shattering, I should say. Um, have you ever seen that site, Dennis Lee, the Babylon Bee? Oh, I, I don't think I get those channels. <laughs> no, it, it's I'm, you know, I'm on the economy version. <laughs> Babylon B. No, yeah, actually, um, of course, I get it through uh, the Huckabee site. Uh, he usually makes reference to some article on Babylon B. I'll just warn you, it's all tongue in cheek. I mean, there's never anything serious on there. They make up content. They They change facts around just to make it humorous. So... Um, you know, it's, you just read it for the humor. You don't really read it to learn anything. Okay. There oh, may be some okay. hidden gems, some hidden nuggets. Well, of I'm glad you said that because I'm still very impressionable, Donald Wayne. And I have to watch yeah. what I, what I, the content I am exposed yeah, I, to. Yeah. I'm, I always, <laughs> always felt like you would be that kind <laughs> person. <laughs> impressionable. Uh, we knew it way back. Uh, oh, boy. Anyway, this first little bitty from uh, the Babylon Bee, <laughs> it says, Neighbors with Black Lives Matters. Uh, let's see. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, well, okay. Uh, this sounds like All Lives Matters. Okay. From the Babylon Bee, Neighbors with Black Lives Matter, Asian Lives Matter, and Hispanic Lives Matter, Yard Signs Getting Awfully Close to all lives matters. That's the title of this thing. So it's kind of long. Um, anyway, it starts out in Ann Arbor, Michigan, according to sources, some residents of a local upper class suburb have accumulated black lives matter, Hispanic lives matter and Asian lives matter signs in their perfectly manicured front yards. Experts warn, however, that with the addition of more people groups every day, they are getting dangerously close to saying just that all lives matter. We need to guard against this, said local sociology professor Dr. Cam Dunt-Cantley, Dunt-Cant-Lily, something like that, as she added a trans lives matter and an indigenous lives matter sign to her front yard. We have to make sure that uh, as we add more minorities, we stop short of the damnable heresy of all lives matter. Some scientists have warned that affluent white sur suburbanites could run out of lawn space for all the signs they're using very soon. Limited space is a growing concern, said Dunn Cantley, who also, identif also identifies herself as a scientist. Thankfully, a solution has been proposed to help cut down on yard signage. Many have discovered that they can get the same message across by putting up a single sign that simply says, white men are the worst. 
And that's the end of the article. Says enough said. So they can just kind of come up with this one sign and then they can eliminate all the others. Jeez. Did I lose you? <laughs> Did you? No. <laughs> Hello, Dennis Lee. I'm here. Is anyone here? Um, Am I talking to myself? No, you're not. Um, yeah, hey, Jill. Crazy. Hey, HHV. Uh, hey, Jill. Hey, Dennis Lee. Hey, Donald Wayne. <laughs> I, um, all right. Make a sign. Type in something here. Are you in the third dimension? Fifth. Fifth dimension. That was a good band, wasn't it? <laughs> hey, Jill. I'm trying to find Dennis Lee. He's disappeared from uh, the board here. Okay. Can can you... <laughs> Obviously, he ended the call because he, he he couldn't couldn't communicate with me. Can you type in something? All right. Well, I may have to go to the next thing here just uh, until he gets back. Hello, ground control to Major Tom. Can you see me? I cannot see you, Dennis Lee. I see you typing. All right. This is going to be fun. I can tell this is going to be Hello. fun. Hello. Are you back? Hello. Can you hear me? Are you back? No. Uh, Golly. I see you're in the circle, Dennis Lee, but you're, uh, I cannot hear anything from you. Okay. I may have to... Uh, may have to tap dance here a minute until you can get back. Hopefully you can get back. See, we'll try this one more time. Dennis Lee is live. Is he live? Hello. Nope. Nope. Jeez. Okay. It's not working. <laughs> not working, Dennis Lee. I don't know anything else to, you've got it muted. Okay. You unmuted it. You can't still can't hear me? Nope. Type in something. You can't hear me? Say something in there. So, uh, something. Do we need to, I, I guess I should say, is it everyone else can hear me? Something. You say, all right. Thank you for that. S O M E T H I N G. Hey, Jill, can, uh, can you hear me? I guess you can since you said hello. Just want to make sure it's not here. Okay. It's you, Dennis Lee. <laughs> Something in your little world over there is uh, preventing, you, preventing from you from talking to us. And I don't know what that would be. Do you? Uh, do you oh, you can hear him. All right. Well, wait a minute then. Let's see if that has occurred well, over here in my little world again. <laughs> Jeez. Can you hear me, Jill? Jeez. Why is it that I can hear you in the beginning and then can this is the same me? thing that happened last time? If someone hear hears me, Dennis Lee, say Dennis Lee. Well, Jill said she could hear you. So. Oh, well, you can hear me. 
I can hear you now. I'm talking to you. <laughs> well, what in the world are you talking about? <laughs> I said, this happened. Remember the last time this happened? We talked at the beginning of the show, and then you just cut out, or I couldn't hear anymore after the first uh, five or six minutes. That's weird. Jeez, okay. All I right. You got, you got, I'm checking everything over here. I know. I was talking away to you, and I said no response. Well, I guess he well, didn't like that story, so I guess I won't do that one again. From yes, Jill, this is, this is Wacky Wednesday, as a matter of fact. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, we do this on purpose. <laughs> well, I was beginning to think I was being pranked. I was looking around for cameras. I don't know what's going on here. Been pranked or punked? Is it, what was yeah, the name of the show? Both, I think. Oh, okay. Well, all right. I don't even know um, where we're, I don't even know where we were. I I finished my story. I guess you heard that from Babylon B about the yard yes. signs. Okay, yes. I you know I thought and you were well, asking me about them, and then I I said something, and then you never could hear me after that. Yeah, I thought, well, golly, he really didn't like that story. He's not even either <laughs> went to sleep or he's just annoyed <laughs> and i i thought it was at least semi-funny when they talked about the yard signs but actually when i post it there, there there's a picture of a bunch of signs in the yard um for various groups in the country so, <laughs> so if you have a very small yard it could very get very crowded indeed all right well for goodness sake you do something now <laughs> Um, I'm worn uh, out from looking for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I found a story um, out of Newsweek by Aristos. What? Georgiou. <laughs> Aristos Georgiou. What kind of toast is that? I don't know. It sounds like uh, some kind of tasty cracker. Hey, hey Priscilla. Welcome, Priscilla. <laughs> In stereo. One, two, three. <laughs> Okay. There's a story about a fisherman that found $1.5 million worth of whale vomit. And it lifted, it, it lifted them out of poverty, Donald Wayne. Um, look, the, uh, whale vomit is very expensive. Oh, my gosh. And, it gives uh, me the chills thinking about that. The people are, well, I wouldn't want to watch the whale do it. Do but, you uh, use it for a salve or something? <laughs> uh, well, something here. I don't know if you put it on here. It says a group of fishermen from a war-torn Middle East nation have been lifted out of poverty after they made a lucky discovery in the Gulf of Eden. Or <laughs> Aden. <laughs> A-E, you know. Um the 35 men from Yemen found the carcass of a sperm whale floating in the sea, which turned out to contain more than $1.5 million worth of rare and valuable ambergris. That's what oh, I vomit. Oh, that's yeah. the, the, the nice terminology <laughs> yeah. for it? That's the, yeah, that's the actual term. Hey, BP, welcome. Um so, if you, you, do you know exactly what ambergris is, Donald Wayne? Uh, well, I thought you just said what it was. I kind of did. Okay. But it, to get what it, is it? To, whale vomit? was a waxy substance with an almost rock-like appearance, sometimes referred to as whale vomit, that is produced in the intestines of sperm whales. Okay. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, well, and it's uh, sometimes found floating in the ocean or washed up on beaches around the world. Uh, has it's uh, long been highly prized by humans, the article says. In the past, people have used the substance as a medicine, Donald Wayne. So mm-hmm. you were you were <laughs> fairly close there. And even an aphrodisiac. Oh, my goodness. That's scandalous. Well, um, you try that out. <laughs> <laughs> ambergris has also been highly valued by perfumers as the substance helps scents last longer. So if you want something to linger... Put a little <laughs> whale vomit on it. Mm. <laughs> go okay. A little farther. Um, <laughs> so today they say that the ambergris has been mostly replaced by synthetic alternatives and all but um, the most expensive perfumes due to the issues of cost and accessibility. So they're fishing for this stuff for the perfume manufacturers. Um and if they said if you find whale ambergris, it's a treasure, uh, one of the fishermen told the BBC News. <clears throat> um, they said it's got a really strong smell, um, you know. And and then we and then we had a feel a feeling like this whale had to have something inside of it, a, a prize or something. So there it was, good old whale vomit. Um, Billy, that's not a jellyfish on the sand there. Don't you go wallowing around in that like a dog in the backyard. (laughs) Um, Sperm whales eat large quantities of cephalopods, Donald Wayne. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Was that... Was that was that an alien? (laughs) I think it might have been in one of the alien movies. Uh, well, no, the cephalopods are like squids and cuttlefish. Uh, you know, they have the they have the Cut, beaks. You know, cuttlefish, cuddly, little cuddly fish. Is um, it cuddle or cuddle? Cuddle, like c- c- cuddle with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, because the beaks can't be digested, and there's other body parts they have that can't either. Mm. Um, scandalous. Most of the time, the whales vomit out mm. these parts. But on rare occasions, the parts move through the intestines of a whale, which drags the ambergris out, and then bloop, there's a big chunk of moolah. Well, I'm glad we're. Beach. I'm glad we're uh, way after dinner time for most people. Yeah, sorry about that, folks. <laughs> Hope you're on dessert. Uh, welcome, Jess Duck. Yeah, hey so, Jess. Um, if you're ever on the beach, you know, um, mm-hmm. out there, and you see that, you might want to. Shove a little in your pocket. Mm, okay. And hit, hit up Chanel or something like that. <laughs> I'm I'm having a whole I'm having a problem with that whole conversation, that thought process there. Yeah. A little backdoor dealing with some ambergris. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? So this guy says he's got a whole pocket full of ambergris and he's willing to sell it for half price. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I don't think yeah. I would take it if they were giving it away. If you want to, you know, I, look, if uh, if a load of that's worth one point five million dollars, I'm I'm scraping that stuff up all day long. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to live with it. I'm going to sell it. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me know how yes. that works out. Well, I, I don't think we have any. too many whales on the Georgia coast, though. Well, my luck, they'll say, you know, 
Dennis Lee, that's not whale vomit. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, then that would be all she wrote there. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, it, no telling what goes in <laughs> into some things that we use frequently. Right. Who would ever, I mean, think about it. Who, who ever had that first thought in their head that, oh, gee, you know, we need to use whale vomit in this perfume. Yeah, you know, oddly enough, I think about things like that as well. <laughs> I, that's not odd to me. But <laughs> <laughs> like, who, not... who was the first person who actually did this? Yeah. You know, a suppository. And, and tested um, it on somebody. Say, <laughs> <laughs> so, look what I just made there, Johnson. We got a new product. Now we need somebody to test this out. Uh, I don't, I don't <laughs> what are you going to do with that? <laughs> those poor animals. Jeez. Um, I'd run through and let them all out. All of them. Uh, be like that scene out of... Uh, E.T. where he's letting loose all the frogs. Frogs? Yeah. Where was that? And uh, when he was in class and they were going to do biology. And then oh, okay. E.T. had had the beers and he was stumbling yeah. around. Yeah. And then he started watching that movie. Hmm. That's yeah. of all the scenes that you think about, that's the one that popped in your head. <laughs> I've held on to it all these years. <laughs> okay. Ah, it's the little things. Okay. So we'll go from whale vomit to some sad news for some of us who are actually aware of who these people are. But uh, did you see in the news, Dennis Lee, that uh, BJ Thomas had died? No, I didn't see that at all today. Yeah, he died this week. I think it was no. over the weekend. And Gavin McLeod. Do you remember who that is? McLeod or McLeod? No. It's McLeod or MacLeod. I'm not really sure how you pronounce that name. From Maybe MacGyver? Uh, well, we'll get no. to that in a minute. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, but, you know, obviously I don't have to explain who uh, B.J. Thomas is. Oh, not at all. Let's see. I got a little ditty from him. Yes. One of his one of his biggest hits, actually. I think that's where a lot of people remember him from, except for the old people like me that remember him when he did his first song. Yeah. I didn't know that he was still performing. He he was actually uh, performed up through last year. Then when they stopped doing concerts, then. Uh, How old was he? Um, he was 78. Jeez, that's young. And uh, another song, the first, well, it's not the first one. I don't think I have the first one on here that he did. I remember this was one of my favorites. Remember that one? Oh, I do. What's the name of it? I can't stop this feeling. Oh, I don't know. Is that it? I can't stop this feeling. <laughs> 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 I 
Now, who else sang that? Somebody else sang that song too. Uh, well, that's um, hooked on a feeling. I don't. I don't know if somebody else yeah. did that one. Uh, I thought or somebody not. else did it. Well, I mean, they've done remakes. I've heard and, it by another yeah. singer from back in that time, too. And then one more little ditty from him that you might remember. It's lonely out tonight And the beat oh, just got yeah. right For a brand new love song Somebody done somebody wrong Song. Hey, hey, won't you play another song? Somebody wrong. Oh, this isn't karaoke that's, night. Well, that's one of those <laughs> songs that you come on when you're all hanging out, and it's Yeah, that that was one of those songs that you. It would be hard not to sing along with right. it if, if you heard it on the radio. Anyway, so getting to the story, this is from uh, Huckabee's site. Uh, over the weekend, uh, the long weekend, he said, we lost two beloved showbiz figner, figners, figures from the past <laughs> half century who couldn't have been more different, but who had something very important in common in their private lives. Uh, one of the most distinctive singers of his generation, BJ, which I didn't know his name was Billy Joe Thomas, died Saturday at his arm in Arlington, arm, jeez, home in Arlington, Texas. I didn't know they lived in Arlington. I don't either. Uh, pretty close. And, um, but he, he was diagnosed in March with stage four lung cancer. I guess that was the same thing Rush Limbaugh had, wasn't it? Wasn't his stage uh, yeah. four? Yeah, yeah. So he said March it, of March of this year. Uh, doesn't say, doesn't say, but I'm sure it probably yeah. was. Yeah, because like I said, he was scheduled for concerts last year. Uh, most Jeez. remembered for his Oscar-winning "Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head" from Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Thomas had a decades-long string of hits with multiple genres. He broke through in 1966 with a cover, I'm So Lonesome I Could Cry, which was the first song I ever heard by him. Uh, and that was a song that was written by, I want to say, uh, oh gosh, Hank Thompson, I believe, which maybe nobody on here knows who Hank Thompson is. But um, let's see. Then followed by his Hooked on a Feeling, I Just Can't Help Believing, Don't Worry, Baby. And then the one, hey, won't you play another Somebody Done Somebody Wrong song? Um, so it goes on. He says he released an album in 1970, Home Where I Belong, where he actually uh, collaborated with some other artists. And it doesn't say right here who they were. So we'll just move on. Um, also, yeah, the recommended, uh, recommended the 2013 album, the living room sessions, which he, uh, recorded with Keb Moe. I'm not sure who that is. Do you know who Keb Moe is? I do actually. So uh, yes, yeah, an artist is, I mean, what genre is that? Is that country or rap or no, I think it's R and B is R and B. Okay. And Vince Gill. So the three of them did that album in 2013. Uh, okay, so Saturday, also Gavin, I don't know if it's McLeod, MacLeod, anyway, 
he died at the age of 90 in Los Angeles. Uh, you may remember him from the Mary Tyler Moore show. He played Murray. Oh, yeah. He was kind of bald-headed. Yeah, well, he was bald-headed, yeah. <laughs> was he, he wasn't the one from the love boat, was he? He's the love boat captain, too. Oh, Captain Steuben. <laughs> Steubing yeah, or whatever his name was. Um, yeah, he was from the love boat and said that the critics hated the series, The Love Boat, but audiences loved it, and it ran for nine seasons. Uh, I remember well, I, didn't, I didn't know it went that long. Yeah, I, yeah, it was it was on quite a long time. It said uh, it was so popular with people that uh, he was picked to be the spokesperson for the Princess Cruise Lines. Um, says by all accounts, uh, what's his name, Gavin? <laughs> I'm not going to do the last Gavin name McLeod. again. Gavin <laughs> McLeod. Is it McLeod? I think it's McLeod. Okay. L-E-O-D, was a truly nice guy, very grateful for his success, uh, whose bright smile on TV was genuine. Uh, Obscure Trivia says, McLeod's baldness, later one of his most famous features, initially kept him from getting roles. So he wore a toupee early on. He originally auditioned for the part of Lou Grant on Mary Tyler Moore, but realized that he couldn't play the gruff character. And then he asked if he could play the Mr. Nice Guy, Murray, instead. Uh, he was also uh, asked to audition for Archie Bunker and All in the Family. But, oh, that wouldn't have been the same. No, he said, he said but I couldn't, I couldn't have uh, said those uh, bigoted lines that Archie Bunker had to say. Yeah. Um, it says, if you want to see him in an atypical mean guy role, check out the movie The Kill. Let's see, is that a movie? <clears throat> no, I guess it. Oh no, it's a Peter Gunn series. Okay, nobody will know who that is. Uh, that was a TV series many, many moons ago. But he played a bad guy in that. Oh. So, what did Thomas and McCloud have in common in real life? Boat, 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 boat. Who's boat? Is it like a son or? Something yeah, it's or? you know, it's you know, one of those things. Oh my! But uh, both had addictions. <laughs> McLeod to alcohol and Thomas to drugs and alcohol that nearly destroyed both of their marriages, but both overcame their addictions and saved their marriages after becoming Christians. Oh, good deal. Uh, outspoken about their faith. Thomas became the most popular Christian music artist of the seventies and McLeod and his wife, Patty Steele hosted a Christian radio series called back on course, a ministry, really? a ministry for marriages. Yeah. Oh, how cool. So, so his wife is still, uh, she survived him, of course. So, uh, but yeah. yeah. Captain oh. Steubing. I, I mean, you know, Love Boat was corny. Uh, it was almost like. Uh, Fantasy Island? A, a naked gun kind of. Well, yeah, Fantasy Island. Yeah. A, a yeah, naked, naked gun yeah. silliness, you know, but it, it always had a story, you know. And, I always uh, liked Isaac. <laughs> Did well, you like guys, getting, the bartender? What he's the he bartender? Was, uh, yeah, he was always getting the scoop on everything. Yeah, golly, that uh, was a long time ago. Yeah, I watched that, and I watched um, Fantasy Island. The plane, the plane, the plane, the plane. Ricardo Montalvo. <laughs> uh, you know, I thought I read something one time where uh, uh, what was the the guy that played uh, the plane? Uh, Herb, was it Herb? 
uh, yeah, Villa now or something like that. He 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 was in a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, well, he, maybe not in a lot of stuff. He made I, a lot of appearances read, during that stint. Yeah. yeah, I read where he, you know, he really got sick of of saying that. I bet. So, anyway, so rest in peace, BJ and Gavin. Indeed, indeed. Uh, let's see here. Let's see. If I, I don't know if I can. They must need some of that whale vomit to go in there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Scoop that stuff up. <laughs> ah, get a golden ticket. Um, so there's a, a couple of quick stories here. Have you heard, Donald Wayne, about the bride that died at her own wedding? No, not and then I saw your then, notes. <laughs> okay, and then uh, and then her beau to be ended up marrying her sister instead. I think that's messed up, isn't it? Um, I mean, right there at the same ceremony. I, I, well, let's see. Or was this later? I hope it wasn't. You know, hey, we lost one here. Go ahead, stand in. <laughs> Sarah Santora wrote this article and it said in an unexpected turn of events, one man in utter Pradesh in India married his bride's sister after his bride collapsed and died at the altar of all places. Um, the Times of India reports the scene played out on Thursday night as Mangish Kumar performed his nuptials with his bride-to-be, Serbi. According to the outlet, Serbi complained of uneasiness and then collapsed during the wedding rituals. The family quickly rushed her to a medical facility, but sadly, she was pronounced dead on arrival. She reportedly died of a heart attack. Um, That's awful. Isn't it? Um, So according to News Hub, the family brought the deceased bride's (laughs) body back to their home prior to cremation. Um, per the local tradition, of course. But the bride's untimely death wouldn't stop the wedding festivities from taking place. Oh, no. This is ba- this is paid for, baby. So we're, this is the same somebody, day we're talking about? Same time? Yeah, somebody, somebody's going to get married. I mean, things have, arrangements have already been made, apparently. So um, once they got home, the groom spoke with Serby's parents to ask for their other daughter's hand in marriage. I mean, oh, she's barely I, even cold. What country uh, is this? This is over in uh, in, uh, in our Indian li- India listeners from <laughs> India should should help us follow up on the story. Uh, Uttar Uttar Pradesh, India, <laughs> is where this happened. And um, I don't. I've never heard of such a thing. I don't. Uh, just, but the, the so the you would think that this guy would go up to the parents and he would ask that question and they would somebody would haul off and slap the shit out of him. Yeah, I mean, but, I, I would be offended, right? Well, no, the parents agreed, Donald Wayne. Um, okay, so was there a 
a, uh, may have been, something involved. Uh, there may have been a dowry. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. If, if it's a case-by-case basis, <laughs> I don't know. Just um, said, were they twins? <laughs> right. So the, the ceremony took place while Serby's dead body lay in the other room. Donald Wayne. I just, uh, I, I, I don't have any decent words for that. Well, you know, her brother, um, Sarab, was angry about it. And um, he said it was a bizarre situation as the wedding of my younger sister was being solemnized while the dead body of my other sister was lying in the other room. And, uh, I mean, who wouldn't be a little freaked out? I said, uh, <laughs> the bride's brother continued to say, we did not know what to do at the time. Well, I doubt asking for the other sister's hand in marriage was a good idea there, buddy. Um, yes, yeah, she's spoken for. I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, someone who had come to the wedding suggested my, my younger sister, Nisha, should marry the groom. Both of the families discussed and agreed to it. The, uh, the brother told News Hub. I mean, geez. So, so you know, uh, does I guess that brings to mind that song, What's Love Got to Do With It? Because <laughs> right. uh, it must not matter in this particular situation. So, uh, it's okay. She'll learn to love you. Um, <laughs> said it was a tough decision on our family, said Serby and Nisha's uncle. Nisha's uncle apparently is down with it, too. One daughter was lying in dead in one room, and the wedding of another was going on in another room. We have never experienced such mixed emotions. The grief over the death of Serby and the happiness of Nisha's wedding is yet to sink in. But really, is Nisha happy? Because she's she's just taken her sister's place, who's still laying cold in the other room. Um. I'd be freaked Man. out. There might be some little uh, uh, repercussions right. about that, yeah, you know, some hauntings might, or something. Yeah, that, this is all the settings for a cursed event right there. Um, they'll probably come out with a movie about that. Jeez. Um, I couldn't believe it when I was looking at it. I was like, yeah. That doesn't speak very highly of uh, customs over there. Well, if, if that's um, something that's... <laughs> Of course, hopefully this is a one-time thing and nobody's ever done that before, but that's just Well, well and that was, that's what I was going to say. They said this is not the only time something like this has actually happened <laughs> oh, in India. said so last <laughs> month, one bride married a wedding guest after her groom just went missing. <laughs> so according to the reports, when it became clear the groom had gone missing under mysterious circumstances, the bride's family deliberately... <laughs> Deliberated the pool of potential husbands in the <laughs> wedding party. <laughs> okay, all right. So that definitely means that love has nothing to do with it in these situations. I mean, so uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, buddy, are you going to the wedding today? What? Well, I, I don't know. I might I'm have afraid. if if he kills over, we got a shot. Let's go. I'd be afraid to go to a wedding over there because Jeez. you know you might be the next choice. Yeah, I mean, if the groomsmen one or more, they're gonna take That's, you out. So. Golly! So basically, they're just determined that somebody we spent this money, somebody's gonna get married. Look, today. that money is hard to come by. I mean, we spend 
by God, somebody's going to get married. <laughs> but I think they I do just, it that way up in the mountains too. So, I mean, has this been something in recent times that this happened? Can you tell? Yes. Yeah. This is a recent article actually. Yeah. Okay. This article was only done today. Oh, so, gosh. so this is this is happening right now in India. Is what yeah, they're still dealing with the fallout from it. So you always love my dead sister better. I can hear him arguing now. You didn't really want to marry me. Uh, there's whole, right. there's a lot of arguments that can come out of that little nuptial right there. <laughs> justice. Oh, justice. Nothing against people who live in the mountains. <laughs> I know people who live in the mountains. <laughs> They're laughing at it too. Yeah. Um, uh oh. Maybe we should have a disclaimer at the beginning. Of this this is Wacky Wednesday. We're. Whoa, yeah, welcome. Um, yeah, just not PC. But, um, yeah, I just thought that was strange. Oh, there's clanking. There's clanking. I hear um, the ice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, you know, you like it on the rocks, don't you, Dennis Lee? Yeah, that, we got to keep them cold. <laughs> <laughs> That's just bizarre. Yeah, well, and, uh, you know, that one went uh, a, a speck longer than I thought. So, We'll skip the iguana and um You have actually, an iguana? Well, I've got an iguana if you want to pull <laughs> that out. Let's see. Um I so think we're Florida all right. man. <laughs> the Washington Post. There was a Florida man accused of killing an iguana and he actually used the stand your gun or stand your ground defense to try and get the charges dropped. Um because apparently they frown on stuff like that down there. Um it's probably a pers- uh, protected species um probably well i don't know by the time an animal control officer found the green iguana in september blood was flowing out of its mouth and nostrils um (laughs) its head appeared to be injured it was breathing but unconscious according to an arrest report accusing a man of torturing the creature you sick bastard the iguana (laughs) died while the officer was driving it back to the animal control office in Florida, um, Palm Beach County, the arrest report says, P.J. Nilaja Patterson, 43, was charged with animal cruelty for allegedly kicking, throwing, and stepping on the animal until it was near death. Come on, dude. I mean, really. Um he later employed an unusual argument in his defense. He said the iguana started it. Uh-huh. Yeah, what, Patterson, in a bar fight or something? I, I don't know. He, he's about a six-foot-three big old boy, and he argued that the three-foot iguana had viciously attacked him and that he was immune from prosecution under Florida's stand-your-ground law, which allows a person to use force against someone who poses an imminent threat to life or limb. So, Circuit Judge Jeffrey Dana Gillen on Friday rejected Patterson's argument. Um, The South Florida Sun Sentinel first reported. Can you imagine? I mean, he's 6'3", and this little three-foot iguana, although I ain't going to lie. I mean, I'm not going to sit there and stomp on it. 
But I ain't gonna hang out with it either. <laughs> well, I, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll leave the, leave you to the porch. Um, knowing how you are with birds, I can't imagine how you'd be with uh, a lizard. I mean, really. <laughs> um, Florida stand your ground principle, which also holds that a person is not obligated to retreat when threatened, does not usually apply to reptile uh, reptiles. They said. <laughs> um, it took a turn in the national spotlight in 2012. I don't, I don't remember that. And when it formed the basis of a not guilty verdict in the case of George Zimmerman. Okay. I got you. Um, if convicted of animal cruelty, Patterson faces of a maximum of five years in prison or a fine of up to $10,000. Um, and his, his dirt bag attorney, says that um, the client maintains that he acted in self-defense against the iguana during the incident on September 2nd. Um, I mean, come on, dude. Uh, uh, yeah. Poor iguana. Never I mean, had a chance. And they don't have teeth, but I guess uh, I know they can still bite you, but or do they have teeth? I don't know. I've never had an iguana. Yeah, yeah they have teeth. Um, little little tiny they have uh, carry diseases too, Donald Wayne. Well, so, most so. reptiles do or can yeah. have the ability. I mean, to, I you can just rub your there. reptile and you can get a disease. I'm not. I'm not even going to do that. <laughs> um, no kissy, no rubby. Um, <laughs> they're so, so cold, yeah. clammy. Yeah. Um, well, there's a mysterious skull that also washed up on shore in New Jersey, Donald Wayne, okay. and a picture of it. Once you look at it on Facebook. It looks like a giant bird, since you brought birds up. Um, the giant skull with something akin to tweezers for a mouth washed ashore in New Jersey, igniting a social media debate over what it might be. And more importantly, who killed it? Um, the skull is almost as, that's half as tall as this. Well, this guy might not be very tall anyway, but. You got somebody big. standing next to it? <laughs> yeah, he does. They do, and it's about up to his waist. So what? This guy, yeah, yeah. It's a, it looks like a bird skull. Um, maybe, maybe it was. Uh, what was that uh, uh, dinosaur bird with uh, Godzilla? Uh, Rododon or Rodod? Oh, Rodan. Rodan. Yeah. yeah. Rodan maybe it's Rodan. Dana, Dana, Dana. Yeah, Rodan. one of those. <laughs> um, they said the skull was. Picked clean of any flesh, uh, well, and it was found Monday at Island Beach State Park, according to a Facebook post from park officials. The ten-mile-long park is on one of New Jersey's barrier islands, about seventy-five miles east of <coughs> Philadelphia. Um, you never know what you're going to find on the beach after a storm. Our state park police found this skull yesterday. The park wrote on Facebook. And you'll have to see it. It shows that the skull is, you know, just about over waist high to this officer. Um, and instead, it was about a couple of feet wide. Um, hmm. And it looks had, like a bird. It looks like a bird. Now, many of the commenters guessed it was some kind of whale, which are often picked apart by hungry sharks and other marine life. Uh, if it was drifting along dead in the ocean. Or like um, a porpoise or something, you know, sometimes... Well, they have yes. a beak that's kind of like a bird. Yeah, somebody said it might be a giant tooth, rather than a skull. <laughs> a giant skull tooth. Of a, 
some people said it resembled the skull of a pterodactyl, you know, uh, you know like, <laughs> like we got a lot of those flying around. So um, I'm laughing at BP's uh, post there. <laughs> some lot indeed they do bp indeed they do um they said that uh that the 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 idea was floating unseen among memorial day vacationers horrified many people on social media they said never mind it floating by i'd be more worried about what killed an animal that size than anything else um and then somebody wrote something about a lab experiment with animals, uh, something that got away and appears to have been eaten. So, I mean, mm. it could have come from China. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One of those bat yeah. offspring or something. Yeah. There, there we go. So, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm going to lob that back over to you, Donald Wayne. I, what did you do? Just, uh, I was a, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Toss it back in this direction. Toss it back. Volley it right. over. Uh, volley it to you. This, uh, I didn't realize so many, well, two things about this article that I found uh, today. One was that I didn't know there, some of these people were still alive. And the other is I didn't realize so many of these uh, people these artists were turning 80, but um, this is uh, just a partial list of some of the more well-known stars that are turning 80 or have already turned 80 in 19, I mean, 19 in 2020 and 1921 in 2021. Oh my. Uh, the first one, I think, I think you'll know who it is. Do you know who Charlie Watts is? Dennis Lee? Sounds familiar. Sounds familiar. He's the Rolling Stones drummer. He oh, turns. Okay. He actually turns eighty today. Today's his birthday. I wish I had a happy birthday oh, song wow. on. Yeah. On the old Podbeam uh, soundboard there, but we don't get those kind of things. Um, but yeah, he turned eighty. They have a picture of him behind his drums. He's still beating his drums. So. Wow. Kicking it. Uh, Ann Margaret, you know who that is? I do. Okay. She turns, uh, she turned 80 on April the 28th. Uh, of course, she was, uh, you know, a sex symbol in, in the 60s. And uh, what is that? What in the world? Was that Ann Margaret singing? I <laughs> she, she popped right on in. Um, I mean, really. You know, she played with Elvis in, uh, in uh, Viva <laughs> Las Vegas. <laughs> oh, allegedly. Uh, but right. one of my favorite things for her uh, was when she was in Grumpy Old Men with oh, Walter yeah. Matthau. Yeah. Uh, yeah, played the the uh, love interest of both of the men. Uh, also, did. somebody else, uh, golly, he's old. Bob Dylan turned 80 on May the 24th, just a couple of weeks ago or a week ago or something like that. Actually, I thought he was older. Did you really? I did. Yeah, I thought he was older than that. Um, I don't know, but you know, he released an album last year. Oh, I believe that yeah. called "Rough and Rowdy Ways" in 2020. I don't know. Yeah. He Bob Dylan to me. I mean, he's 
he's talented in the sense that he wrote a lot of songs that other people did and and had a, you know bigger hits of, of the song than he did when he did them but uh he's got one of those acquired voices you, you know it fits some of his songs very well right. he's not what you would call a great singer but uh he it fits the kind of music that he does uh, nick nolte Turned 80 on February the 8th. You know who that is, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think he was at all. Yeah, but remember, the, what was the movie you and I went to see the last last time you and I went to a movie? Was the, is that the uh, one where he was walking in the woods or whatever? Yeah. Was it Walk in the Woods with uh, Robert Redford when they were going yeah. to the Appalachian Trail? Yeah, that was a good one. I mean, he looked awful in that movie. Mm-hmm. And sounds terrible, but he was funny. I, it, to me, that's what made the movie entertaining was Nick Nolte. Yeah. Um, and and one of my other favorite roles for Nick Nolte was Forty Eight Hours with. Oh, that was a great one. Yeah, that was a funny, funny movie. Faye Dunaway turns eighty. I don't know if a lot of people know who Faye Dunaway is. I don't think she's done wow, a lot. She's turning eighty. She turns eighty. I don't know. If she was still alive. Um, she made her debut and. 67 and playing in a movie called the happening. I kind of remember the song from that movie, but I don't remember the movie, but one of her most famous things is when she was in the movie, Bonnie and Clyde, the first version of Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, sure enough. Uh, she played with Warren Beatty or she played Bonnie to his Clyde. I should say. Yes. Okay. Uh, the next one turned 80 was Neil diamond. He turned 80 and 20. In January the 24th, and I actually meant to put a couple of uh, songs on there. I, I wanted to do what, – what, do you have a, a Neil Diamond song that you care about, or you don't care anything about what Neil Diamond did at all? Um, Sweet Caroline, probably. Sweet Caroline? Yeah. You know, one of my – I like that one, and I like Cherry Cherry. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, oh. But one of my favorite is Thank the Lord for the Nighttime. Oh, okay. Dun, 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 dun. If you could find that for me while I go on, I, I I'd appreciate that. Uh, Martha Stewart turned eighty on. Oh, she'll turn eighty on August the third. I didn't know she was that old. I mean, looking at her picture, she really doesn't look that old. So I guess prison uh, bode well for her. Or maybe Did her you friendship. Say Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart turns 80 in August. Really? Right. Yeah, I didn't think she was that old either. Yeah, she doesn't look that old. The picture they have uh, along with this story, uh, maybe, you know, maybe her association with a Snoop Dogg has kind of helped keep her young. I'm not sure. Yeah, well, she's got glaucoma. I think. <laughs> Bo, Bo Bridges. You know who Bo Bridges is? I do. Uh, I. I'm hard pressed to think of a, a famous movie that he was in, although they listed one, The Fabulous Baker Boys. I don't remember that movie. Oh, it was a good movie. That's where he played uh, with his brother, Jeff. Oh, was and it? Actually, I think their father was in that too. Lloyd was in that? Lloyd Bridges, yeah. Can you tell me what the name of the uh, TV show Lloyd Bridges was in? The father? Was it a, a crime movie? A crime show? Mm, no. Oh, I don't know that. Sea uh, Hunt. So Sea Hunt. Sea oh, Hunt. Yes. And Lloyd Bridges also played, I believe, in the movie Airplane. He was one of the pilots in Airplane. He sure enough was. Yep. <laughs> I think the one where they had the blow up 
Um, that is the one where they had the blow up doll. Yeah, the blow up doll in the plane with him. So, <laughs> uh, Joan Baez, if anybody loves, uh, you know, folk music along with uh, Bob Dylan, she turns, uh, let's see, she turned 80 already in January. Um, I didn't know she was still alive. I kind of sort of did, but yeah, it's, it's kind of surprising that uh, a lot of those people from the 60s survived <laughs> as long as they have. Paul Anka, that's a name from the past. Uh, he turns 80 in July. Uh, he did Lonely Boy, Diana, Put Your Head on My Shoulder, you know, those songs. Uh, somebody that I'm sure. Sh- <laughs> yes, that, did, that didn't sound... Thank the Lord for the nighttime. Uh, Bernie Sanders turns 80 in this, this coming September. I thought he was already past 80. I did too. I thought he was older than that, but I guess I wasn't paying attention when they talk about his age. Aaron Neville, you know who that is? I do. Yeah. Uh, he's a good singer. Uh, uh, yes. You know, one of his famous duets, you know who it was with? It's been a few years back. Actually, probably uh, in the 90s. No, I do not. Linda Ronstadt. Oh, Linda. Yeah. Uh, we did that song, You Know I Love You. I think that's the name of it. Um, and the last two here, Paul Simon of Simon and Garfunkel. He will turn 80 on October the 13th. Oh, wow. Uh, so they're still kicking it. He's he's looking kind of rough around the edges. Art Garfunkel, his uh, his partner in you know Simon and Garfunkel, will also turn eighty in November. So their birthday is only you know a month apart, basically. Well, not quite a month, but he turns eighty. The picture of Art looks better than the picture of Paul Simon. So Paul Simon must have had a rougher life than Art Garfunkel. I think he did. Yeah. You know, Art. Art was kind yeah. of a funny looking guy back, you know, when they were popular. Uh, but his his older self looks, you know, pretty sophisticated. Aged fairly well for an 80 year old. And that is the rest of the story. Hmm. That's a lot of people. A lot of people that I didn't even think, you know, were still alive, still alive or that old. I thought they were, you know, in their early 70s. Yeah. Interesting. They're getting up there. Well, Donald Wayne, have you ever wondered about the many uses of bleach? Was that ever perplexed? Have I ever wondered about it? Uh, yeah. No, but I, I've I've seen some people have some weird uses of bleach. Yes. I watch a lot of these crime shows, so um, you can do all kinds of things with bleach, apparently. Oh, if you wipe um, your car down or your trunk uh, down. Uh, um, you know that uh, bleach is good for the kitty litter. Um, good, and, good for it? Yeah, well, not probably good for the cat, but unpleasant <laughs> cat litter odor can be eradicated by wiping down an already washed and clean cat box with diluted bleach. The bleach, since the bleach has the 
odor um, ca- kills the odor causing microbes. Um, so if one had a cat, then one could try that. Um, you know that bleach can also be used as a mosquito repellent? I did not know that. Well, bugs hate bleach, apparently, including mosquitoes. So pour some bleach into a cup, set it down where mosquitoes are a problem, and watch them take off. Now, I would make sure that um, the cup, as everybody knows, that that's a bleach cup, and they don't try to take a drink out of it. Because <laughs> that would be a... That would not be a good day, that's for sure. Um, I'm going to try that, though, because the mosquitoes are out in full force. Um, you can use them uh, You can use them on your gardening tools. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, your gardening tools pick up a lot of stuff. So dirt like this can transfer all sorts of diseases and parasites to your pants and your tools, Donald Wayne. What? After use... Soak your garden tools overnight in water and bleach to eliminate the hazard. Just um, another safety tip from your friends well, you know, at Talk. Bleach is not really good for metal. <laughs> Chlorine <laughs> is kind of rough on metal. I just want to... Well, if you have I some mean, plastic tools, I guess that would work. Uh, I, you know, I'm just saying, if you want to make sure you don't get any parasitic issues, um, you know, plant <laughs> cuttings... <clears throat> Plant cuttings are made to grow new plants, are they not, Donald Wayne? No, so well, they are in most cases. You, you can keep them fresh uh, and free from disease <laughs> and get rid of any of the nasty parasites if you soak them briefly in diluted bleach water. Okay. So, and you know, make sure you don't infect your roots. You well, the, the key is the dilution rate, I would imagine, because that's some pretty strong stuff. It is, isn't it? Um, you know, of course, the swimming pool, you can use uh, bleach. Um, you know, it help kill the algae that builds up in it and all that good stuff. Cups and mugs, it's good to get the brown stains out of your coffee and tea cups, you know, if you left it sitting out overnight. Flower what pots kind, and planters. Brown stains. Well, stains. you know, coffee stains. And uh, tea stain. If you're drinking oh. that thick tea, um, <laughs> you can you can disinfect your garden flower pots and planters by using bleach. Donald Wayne, did you know that was a thing? No, I didn't. Um, I didn't know. Bailey, go disinfect the flower pots. I know <laughs> there's twenty of them. Don't worry about it. Um, wash I mean, and rinse of vessels with cold water and bleach. That's this well, nature, right? I, I mean, uh, who who rinses uh, stuff in nature? Apparently, we got issues with microbes, Donald Wayne. We all got to be safe in these hard, trying times. Um, you use them to clean the dog crate. Use them, use them for cut flowers. So they pro- they can actually prolong the life of fresh flowers by recutting the stems on di- you know diagonally and place them in cold water mixed with a few drops of bleach. Did you ever do that? Did you ever take? A flower and put it in some water and then put some dye in the water. And, I did uh, not. And watch like you can do it on a on a yellow rose or a white rose and watch the, the it'll start to absorb the dye and it'll change colors. Have uh, you done that? I have actually, not recently, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so did, is that a hint from Heloise that you got on that? Uh no no I think it was Tom. 
Um, <laughs> you can use bleach to clean plastic lawn furniture, and everybody's trying to get ready for the summertime festivities. Um, you know, you can use it to help get it, uh, moss and algae controlled. Um, it's great on porcelain. You can you can even use it in your garbage can. Got one of those plastic cans. It's a little stinky. Just pour some diluted bleach water in there. Freshen that bad boy right up. You can even spray it on weeds, Donald Wayne. You can spray um, it on weed, huh? Yeah. Apparently, uh, they're using that like crazy. Uh, undiluted bleach aimed at those difficult-to-reach cracks and crevices. <laughs> we'll get rid of those weeds there for you because, you know, they love to grow in a crack. Um, you can clean just about any surface, even a butcher block, you know. Yeah, used to cutting your meat on those, and uh, <laughs> you know white linens, of course, that goes without saying. And uh, you know, finally, you can use it on a Christmas tree, Donald Wayne. Yes, here's a year-end tip. They say a dash of bleach diluted in hot water mixed with a cup of sugar helps the medicine go down. No, I mean it uh, poured within the stand bowl will extend the life of your Christmas tree. No more loose pine needles, they say, with that little bit of bleach added into your sugar water. Uh, it's always great when you put sugar water in the tree and the, then your furry friend finds out that there's actually some sweet water in the tree. <laughs> your furry friend? Your furry friend. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, easy. <laughs> Easy. Somebody get him a glass of water. Please. Whoa, trigger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's uh, that's your just some helpful tips from your friends at Trice Talk on how to use that bleach around your house. Well, let me. I'm, I was waiting to see if if there was one particular item that you would cover with this, and since you did not, I'll add to it. I actually worked with a guy <clears throat> a few years ago. And one day, uh, that was back when I was doing another kind of business. And uh, I smell. He came into the room where I was working, and and it smelled strongly of bleach. Oh! And I said, "What in the world is that?" And I said, "That smells like you know bleach." And they said, "Yeah, I." He's, I, I wiped myself down with bleach. He put it on his arms, his face, his neck. He basically wiped him, all exposed areas of his body with uh, bleach every day. And, uh, you know, some people take bleach baths. I mean, if you think about it, it's not too much different from getting in a pool, you know. Well, that's true. Uh, but you know, I mean, the, what's in the pool is, is, uh, the dilution rate is, is usually at a safe level, unless you've got some idiot who's putting chlorine or who's manning right. the chlorinator. Right. Exactly. Uh, we actually got rid of the, uh, chlorine system in, in our community pool and, uh, really. they've gone to salt water. Yeah. You know, salt water, they, they did that down in Savannah before I left. They say it's more cost effective. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't kill as much of the bacteria. True. So, but you know, but you know, it's, it's safer on the clothes, the swimsuits and, and any apparel you might wear into the pool. But yeah, I'm, 
I like the smell of bleach. I don't know if that's weird or not. But really? I, so you wipe yourself I, down with bleach? I mean, I wouldn't do it intentionally, but if you know, if that's <laughs> all I had, I might do that. Um, oh my goodness! Well, all <laughs> right. I don't know that that's safe, you know, because your body's <laughs> like a sponge. Yeah, so good luck with that. Soak all that up into your bloodstream. Just chlorine. Yeah, it, you know, it is a, a, a cleaning agent, uh, a disinfectant, but I just don't know how much the body can handle before. Well, I mean, you know, they did say, what were they saying to drink Ajax? Um, what? <laughs> <like they> ever, <laughs> remember when they kept trying to say that the, the administration was telling the population oh, to last year? Just mix up some Ajax and some water and drink that and you'll be fine. Who would even think that anybody would actually recommend that? Well, somebody was just trying to thin the crowd. That's all they were doing. Right. You know, anybody that was willing to believe that <laughs> the new cure for COVID. Golly. Boy, speaking of COVID, I know this is not a political night, but I was watching a little bit. Uh, now they've come out with some emails uh, concerning Fauci and some yep. people he was communicating with. In uh, China. Which we probably will talk about that tomorrow night. Uh, yeah. I believe they got this guy. <laughs> yeah, he's going down. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, Fauci's been in the game for what, almost 50 years? Well, he's almost 40, 80. 50 years. Yeah, so he's been doing, or is he's it, been at is, the level that he's at. He's been at that level for quite some time. So yeah. a little bit of corruption there, maybe. Yeah, oh, Tucker was giving him a hard time tonight, you know, about, you know, just basically calling Fauci a, a liar. Now, based on these things that are coming out, which maybe we can talk about tomorrow night. Um, okay, you you ready for a little tunes there, Dennis Lee? Oh, let's, let's lay it all out there. I never did hear, thank the Lord for the nighttime, Dennis Lee. Oh, did you not? No. Did, <laughs> I guess you that was that wasn't on your list, was it? I'm sorry. I just you're so good at that pulling pulling things out oh, quickly. I, I thought maybe I actually, you, <laughs> I've got Joan Baez keyed up. I don't know why. Joan Baez. Uh, yeah. Uh Oh, that's with Bob Dylan, no less. Yeah, well, I think, I don't know. Is that Bob? All I heard yes. was, oh, hey, hey, Yeah, hey, I know. Hey, it, hey. Yeah, the guy that, that really can't sing, he, that was Bob yeah. Dylan. Wow. How many roads must a man go? Yeah, that's Bob. Um, Blowing in the wind. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, that was good music for the time. I mean, it's still good. Sometimes I like going back and listening to some of that, but it was just, uh, I won't say it's all protest music, but it was just a uh, sign of the times. That's right. Those were the days, my friend. We thought they'd never end. Indeed. Okay. So where were we? Oh, okay. We're, we're going to, this is a, a post. Oh my gosh. What was that? Tornado? <laughs> <laughs> was that something blowing in the wind 
My goodness, it was. No, I'm playing it. Uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> Welcome, Eric. Boy, there's some risky pictures on this site. Okay, that's an ad. All right. So this is uh, from a site called Post Fun. And basically, it's just uh, the heading is these musicians don't like their greatest hits. Have you ever ever seen that argument before? I have not. Okay. So I was surprised at some of these. Now, some of these you'll know better than I will, obviously. Uh, Others, you know, I know pretty well. And I was surprised that they didn't like the songs that made them famous. So... We shall proceed. I, I have little little clipettes <laughs> of yeah, uh, what I have. It's not spreading, is it? I have clipettes <laughs> from yeah. from each one of these. So, oh, okay. I yeah. think I'll do the clipette first, and then I'll okay. talk about the artist. Uh, see if see if you can name this artist, Dennis Lee, since you're so good at. Uh, I will try. Uh, let's, let's put I'll you to do my best put you um, <laughs> all right here we go smells like steam spirit yes so they couldn't stand that song that made them all that money It takes a long time to get into the the, the lyrics, doesn't it? Uh, it does, yes. Yeah. The article says Kurt Cobain resented "Smells Like Teen Spirit," featured as a single for the group's second album, "Nevermind." Uh, "Smells Like Teen Spirit" was a song that made them wildly popular and dubbed them leaders of the grunge music scene. The song became so popular that it has been described as the anthem for Generation X. But Nirvana became recognized only as the band that made Smells Like Teen Spirit, (laughs) which drove Kurt Cobain to resent the hit. Uh, He became embarrassed to even play it because it made him feel like a sellout. In an interview with Rolling Stone, the late musician uh, stated, slated, I can barely, especially on a bad night like tonight, get through teen spirit. I literally want to throw my guitar down and walk away. So that's how he felt about that song. Was that a good song? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a high energy song. I mean. Well, you were into the grunge thing, weren't you? I mean, you were one of those head banging. Yeah. We used to jam that all the time, you know, them and white zombie and. Um, okay this next one i can't play uh, you got that one pretty quick this next one you'll probably get quickly too i cannot play much of it because it is an explicit uh song but see what you do with this one dennis lee uh that's creep (laughs) that's Um, you know uh that's not oasis is it no it's um that's no it's Wonderwall. No, that's a, no. that's a song. Um, Creep by The Verve. Nope. Is it the, no, it's not The Verve. What do you listen to songs on? I mean, 
my head. Well, <laughs> I, I got Oh, is that Radiohead? That's Radiohead. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. I had to. I had to get out of there because I, I. He gets real explicit there. I'm used yeah. to listening to the clean versions. Um, it yeah. says when the English rock band Radiohead released their hit song "Creep," fans loved it. But while "Creep" was the song that got the band to where they are today. They all proclaim that the song wasn't isn't good at all. They don't like the song. Uh, Tom York, the frontman for the group, said that the band sucked Satan's blank because they rode on the coattails of the song to become famous. Uh, you were able to fill uh, that blank in, weren't you? <laughs> uh, I try not to, but man, they uh, so uh, they really they tell really us how you really good. feel. You mean you give your ever-loving soul? Um, <laughs> they became geez. so tired and disgusted by the song that they dropped it entirely from their concert set list. Even when the audience asked for it, they would less than politely decline, according to this article. Hey, so, man, pay $150 <laughs> to come out to your concert. You better play Creep. Yeah, yeah you sing what I want you to sing. Uh, That's right. Do my bidding, puppet. Um, <laughs> okay, really. this this next one, I didn't know who this was until I played the song, but see if you get it quickly. Uh, all right. I've never seen a diamond in your flesh. That's Lord. I cut my teeth on wedding rings. There, there you go. Yeah, we were just jamming that yesterday. I was telling the granddaddy, I was like, this song's not even about what you think it's about. <laughs> she wrote this song about the Kansas City Boys. I remember the song. I just didn't recognize her or the name. Yeah. All right. Well, she didn't like that one either. In 2013, I didn't know she was from New Zealand, but uh, the singer Lord came out with her debut single, Royals. Shortly after its release, it became an international crossover hit that reached number one. Uh, in the U.S., the track made her the youngest artist to achieve number one single on Billboard Hot 100 since 1987. That's a long time. Oh, wow. Even though the song brought her world worldwide fame and a Grammy, she doesn't like it. In an interview with the Daily Record, she claimed it sound like a ringtone from a 2006 Nakia. Uh, nine of the melodies are good or cool. It's disastrous. It's awful. So, Jeez. I'll so, be so hard on yourself, Lord. I know. You, these things make you rich and famous and you hate them? Yeah. Can we not be happy about anything? Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd be complaining all the way to the bank. That's, I mean, that's look at it. She's not. She's never happy about anything. <laughs> um, all right, this gonna... next one you've already alluded to. Uh, you were throwing this out for another song. Let's see if you can pick it up correctly this time. Um, Oasis and this Wonderwall. Yep. There you go. I was just, you know, all over the place earlier. Yeah, well, you got... <laughs> yeah. By now, you should have somehow... Yeah. 
<laughs> I've got. Yeah, that's right, people. I got a tape Today of this somewhere. Today is gonna be the day that they're gonna throw it back to you. By now, you should have somehow realized what you gotta do. I don't believe that everybody feels the way I do about you now. Woo! That's right, just done. Backbeat, the word is on the street, there's a fight in the eyes out. Me and Eric need to go on the um, on the tour to uh, for the uh, the uh, trivia, the old trivia. I, was, uh, I, I can't see the board over here, so I don't know. Is Eric answering these as well? Uh, no, no, Eric's not in. I thought he was, but just stuck. Got me oh, okay. on that, so. All right, so you're right. That was, uh, the song was Wonderwall by Oasis. Uh, although Noel, Noel or Noel, I'm not sure, and Liam Gallagher are famous for their blatant sibling hatred for one another. Yeah, they what, don't like each other at all. What's even more popular is their band's classic song, Wonderwall. And see, I didn't recognize the title, but I recognize the song. Right. Uh, written by Noel, the song topped the charts around the world and can still be heard blasted out of frat houses or at karaoke bars. That's probably where you do it, right? Uh, I've, I've been known to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Liam openly loathes the song and has said, every time I have to sing it, I want to gag. He mentions that the worst part is that it's such a hit for the band that they were expected to play it wherever they went, which made them dislike it that much more. And I had to play with my brother. Uh, this is Just a weird little picture it, of little weird picture of Liam here. He's got some kind of glasses on that, you know, they're rotating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, what What is like that? A, is that the eighties or is that the nineties? Like lazy Susan. Um, <laughs> lazy. Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> spinning around. Why, why do they call it a lazy Susan? Why can't because you don't have to lazy Bob because you don't have, like Oh, I don't know. It's sexist. Yeah. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Maybe uh, Harold is the one that wanted those spices to roll around uh, to the front of the cabinet. I'm not sure who Harold is, but I, it's okay. <laughs> All right. This next one, see how quickly you can get it. I cannot go until they get into the song because it's just okay. intro is too long. We'll see. We'll see. But here. Uh, see what you do with this one. And it's really easy. I mean, if you don't get it, I'm, yeah. I don't know if I can play with you anymore. That's a lot of pressure, though. Led Zeppelin, Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> I mean, this this is that you know three minute intro. Yeah, I challenge. I could challenge people to like. They, they have that game show where they just play a bar, or you can bet to how many bars you can listen to and name the song. Yeah, I remember that show. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, if you can't get that, a couple of guitar twangs. And you just, it's not going to. <laughs> yeah, I. That's um, actually one of my favorite Zeppelin songs, even though it is long. But it, it just takes forever for them to start singing. Okay. So, because of the article that we're using here, you know that Led Zeppelin doesn't like Stairway to Heaven. Um, that's, that's crazy. It's no doubt that Stairway to Heaven is a legendary rock band's most famous song. It's eight minutes of pure rock and roll poetry. And let's not forget Jimmy Page's guitar solo. Oh, of course. Although it will go down in the annuals of rock history as one of the greatest rock songs of all time. 
it's not as loved by the band as it is by the public. Hmm. Jimmy Page has called the song the essence of the band, but that doesn't mean that they want to play it every chance they get. It's a long and arduous song that only works if it's played perfectly, he says. Frontman Robert Plant has gone on record saying, I'd break out in hives if I had to sing that song at every show. So sounds like they don't play that one very often. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I'd say so. You know, th- th- these things are bread and butter for people and they hate it. All right. And I think this next one you, you probably can get to, Dennis Lee. It sounds, it looks like something right up your alley or in your alley or something like that. Okay. See if you uh. can get, th- get these guys. Yeah. The Beastie Boys. <laughs> And what's the song? Fight, fight for your right to party. Goodness gracious, I'm jumping around here. Watch out, everybody. Oh, that hurt. <laughs> Sound like they're having fun with that song, but they hate the song. They hate the song. Uh, The Beastie Boys track Fight for Your Life to Party. Fight for your right. What did I say? Fight for your life? Okay, fight for your right to party. Help put the Beastie Boys on the map. It became the anthem for teenage angst, thanks to MTV. Uh, Even though the song was completely ironic, in the end, member Mike D noted that the only thing that upsets me is that we were that we might have reinforced certain values of some people in our audience when our own values were actually totally different. People have been listening to that song thinking of the Beastie Boys were egging themselves on to never stop the party when in reality they were laughing at them. It was also written in the liner notes of their album, Sounds of Silence, that compared the other music. The song sucked compared mm. to the music of the music. The song sucked. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, they had a lot of cool tunes. I think my, my favorite song is intergalactic. And then they've didn't done some instrumentals that uh, <laughs> were pretty cool. So, Oh, thank you test. We appreciate that. Uh, oh, appreciate it. All right, Dennis Lee, I'm slowing this down as about as slow as I can get it here. For your benefit, see if you can get this. I mean, if you don't get this, I'm you know, I'm going to change my last name. Pressure. Yeah, I know what you want to hear, baby. <laughs> and I think you're about to hear it now. Is this Frank Sinatra? Oh, New York, New York. I just watched a documentary that had Frank Sinatra in it last night. You did? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, Quincy Jones by um, Biography. They were really good friends. Orchestrated by the late Don Costa, Michael Barr. It takes it forever. This is a live performance, so... Uh, you can tell he's, you know, long in the tooth here. 
Well, he's part of the Rat Pack. Carried a fifth in New York, New York. All right. So, yeah, Frank Sinatra. Uh, Let's see. What is it? Singing the same crowd pleasures for years on end is bound to take a toll on a person. One of the songs he could no longer even listen to was New York, New York. Apparently, during a dinner honoring Elizabeth Taylor, New York, New York played as he made his way to the podium, which made him visually upset. He yelled, don't ever play that song again. I had enough of On My Way, which uh, uh, was a pain in the explicit word, he says there. I'm not sure what he said. And I don't want, uh, oh, I know what it is. All right. And I don't want this one to become a pain in as well. So, yeah. Yeah, I never would have thought that he would have hated to sing that song since that's what people like to hear from him, you know, especially right. as he got older. Old blue eyes. And my way. I did it my yeah. way. That's right. Um all right. Let's let's I'm gonna speed up here a little bit. All right, this was see how quickly you can get this little ditty. Appreciate it, Eric. Uh, yes. What's the song? Sorry, I cannot hear you. Telephone. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I had a house full of girls, so I heard that plenty of times. Are you semi-friendly, Jess? Okay. No, you're you're welcome here. Um, shit. <laughs> Hey, well, Eric. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Eric. Yeah, thank you. Thank you I, so much. I, that's that's an original uh, name. Yeah, I, All right. I like that. Um, so Telephone in the bowl. Um, was released on Lady Gaga's third LP, The Fame Monster. Uh, featured Beyonce and quickly became the favorite song on the album. Uh, let's see. I just jumped down to where the... Nevertheless, Lady Gaga admitted that she hates the song and especially the music video. She said, I hate telephone. Is that terrible to say? It's the song I have the most difficult time listening to. It doesn't have anything to do with Beyonce. She just doesn't like the way the song turned out. So, <laughs> you know, golly, well, people, I mean, you know, people she just, makes plenty of money. She can probably say just about whatever she wants. Um, yeah, that's, that's for sure. All right. Uh, hey, forgotten. Hey, forgotten. Golly, I've got I've got to actually trim this list down. <laughs> my song list is so long. <laughs> my my screen wants. To <laughs> Never mind. No reason to brag, Donald Wayne. <laughs> Never mind. All right. Okay. This next one. This is for the old old or people in listening. Um. Let's see if you get this one pretty quick. This is the Who. It is the Who. What's the song? Oh. 
Pinball Wizard. The Pinball Wizard. There you go. There we go. Ding, ding, ding. So have I lost one yet? I don't even know. I'm digging it. Since I was a young boy, I played the silver ball. Say so hey, down right. I must have played them all. But I ain't seen nothing like him in any amusement hall. And left on a black kid. That actually, that clip there was uh, recorded at Woodstock, by the way. That was a live version at Woodstock. Uh, of course, you know, Pete Townsend is, is well known for his uh, temper tantrums and, and things. He's very honest about what he doesn't like. Um, but... He liked pinball, so the band wrote this. Oh, they, they wrote the song for a particular individual, and it didn't really matter because nobody knows him. But they weren't proud of the outcome or how people, how much people liked the song because it really wasn't meant to be, you know, one of their uh, anthem songs. Townsend described it as the most clumsy piece of writing I've ever done. The whole band was expecting it to be a failure, but its success made them wish it had gone the other way around. So they don't oh, wow. like it. They don't like it. They well, don't they like it. Whole, they got a whole movie out of that. I know. Song. They, I mean, they made a lot of money out of that. You know, that I wish I could thing. be upset about something that made me millions of dollars. Um, <laughs> geez. All right. Get this one, Dennis Lee. Oh, you're slowing down. Is this Jason Moran's? Eric got it. It's, oh, James Blunt, you're beautiful. Okay, very good. You stumbled me, Donald Wayne. Very good. I see how you're doing it. <laughs> Welcome, Silky. Welcome, NTZ. So, as the article says, he doesn't like this song. This was a massive hit for James Blunt. Uh, it was his biggest hit to date, uh, selling 3 million copies. As sick as some of us got of hearing the song endlessly for the first few years, uh, so did Blunt. He told Hello, there was one song that was force-fed down people's throats, You're Beautiful, and it became annoying. And the people then people started to associate the artist with the same word, the problem is he's still expected to sing it at every performance, and he's not happy about that. Well, you know, I mean, like I said, there's, there's, you know, worse things to be mad about. So, um, all right, let me. I'm looking at. Oh, geez, what, what, what? All right, let's. Let me do one more here. It's, I need to give you some time. I'm sorry. It took a little longer than I expected. I said I need to give you, give you a little time. I'm trying. I, do I give you an easy song hey, or do I give you one that's a little harder? Slightly welcome. Hey, slightly. Hey, look, I've only missed one out of 50, so go ahead and sling another one this way. All right. I got four left. Pick, uh, pick one out of four. Three. Three. Okay. Well, All you'll right. get this one too. All I'd right, rather you. I'd rather you pick this other one, but okay, this will be too simple for you. Now I've forgotten their name. Oh 
boy. Gonna stump you. Yeah, I forget the name of the band here. Well, what's the name of the song? They just said it. Um, <laughs> Let's see if uh, Eric, did you get it? Oh, okay. I see. <laughs> I remember it off of uh, The Breakfast Club. Wasn't it on The Breakfast Club? Yes, yeah, it was. It sounds like, it sounds like o OMD, um, but not... not uh, they they also did the song. Uh, uh, is this simply red? No, no, no. They're, they're a little bit. La no, they also did the song. The guy, the singer, also did "Lady in Red." Um, um, jeez. Okay, well, don't you forget about me is the song. Yeah. And simple uh, minds. Simple minds is jeez. I knew. See, it's, it just comes in waves, Donald Wayne. Comes in waves. Why are you so angry slightly? Okay. Why are you slightly so angry? Can I give you one more? Yeah. Yeah. All go right, right ahead. All right. I, I don't want to step on your time here. No, but... no. You just keep chunking them at me like darts, Donald. Let Blaine. me let me get you. That's one against you, right? Right there. All right. See if you can get this yeah. one. Mm-hmm. The full title, Dennis Lee. The full title. Um, damn, shitty happy people. I don't know. <laughs> You're close. Lovely happy people. Shiny happy people. There you go. Damn, shiny happy it's people. Sh shiny Jeez. happy people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh gosh! Oh boy! Yeah, the uh, yeah, front man, the front man, Michael Mark? Stipe, called it a fruity pop song written for children. It's just, it just is what it is. Uh, he says he won't downright talk bad about the song because it may mean a lot to some people out there, but he doesn't like the song. Well, you know what? If y'all don't like the song, then why? Put it out there in the first place, and you know. But I mean, I guess I could see that you you could probably see actors or actresses after they do a movie or a commercial or something that they're like, ah, oh, well, that wasn't my best work. I guess it's yeah. that way with artists too. Well, the, the other two that I'm I'm not going to play is is one is uh, Cherry Pie by Warrant. I know you would have gotten that one immediately, oh, yeah. Yeah. and then Like a Virgin by Madonna. So oh, those yeah. those two artists as well did not like those songs. So, huh. yeah, nothing nothing like hating success, right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, <laughs> like I said, I wish I could be mad over things that made me millions of dollars. I know. Yeah. If if only Podbeam could make us millions of dollars. Well, I'm mad, but I'm rich. Good <laughs> good job there, Dennis Lee. You did pretty good for uh, semi old oh, well, guy. Sounds like a riot, man. <laughs> Sorry, people. <laughs> I didn't know. I'm just a simple caveman. <laughs> okay. That's all for people who don't like the things that made them rich. Jeez. I mean, such whiners. I know, isn't it? Um, <laughs> just, 
I've said that a thousand times. Give me something I can do to make millions of dollars and see how much I whine about it or drink my life away. Well, and hopefully um, this will put a smile on somebody's face, but I don't recommend doing this at home um, or, you know, out in the backyard. There's a story off of Newsweek where a man saves a poisonous 10-foot cobra using a straw to blow air in its mouth. <laughs> um, okay. This was an article by Courtney Broggle. Um, I hope it wasn't a McDonald's straw because well, you blow your cheeks out on that. Yeah, I mean, it looks like these are paper straws, which is even weirder. Ooh, um, geez, I hate says a man, um, exactly, Justice, I'm telling you, big, thick ones. Um, a man took his own life in his hands <laughs> when he allegedly saved a 10-foot cobra using only a drinking straw. Video has surfaced in which it appears that an apparent animal lover, I mean, in more ways than one, used a spare straw. The, the fact that he had a straw hanging out in his pocket is yeah. a little weird, too. Um, to help get a snake's breathing to normalize after it was found inside a home in India. Um, you know, according to a report from News 18 India, a man known only as Shneheshish, <clears throat> bless you, bless you, was called in <laughs> after the enormous snake slithered its way into a local household in the Makangri district of the Indian state of Odisha. The snake was estimated to be between eight and ten feet in length and was later identified to be a deadly Indian cobra, for goodness sakes. Um, yeah, according to an outlet, uh, Shehesheesh responded to the resident's panic call with his own rescue team to remove the cobra. Once it was brought to an open space, however, he realized that the snake was having trouble breathing. I doubt that I would recognize that. I would recognize that this is a cobra. And it's going to kill me. Um, but Jeez. it was not immediately evident what caused the issue and who would care. It's a cobra. Um, but says that old Sneheshish spent over one minute alternating between breathing through the straw into the cobra and pausing to check if the snake was breathing correctly on its own again. After the first break in which the cobra showed no apparent improvement, he placed two tiny little batteries on his chest. No, I'm just kidding. He <laughs> placed the straw into its mouth once again to pump additional air into its lungs. Fortunately for the cobra, Sehashish appeared to save its life, and it began moving again after the CPR exercise was performed. And killed him. So, you know, no, it didn't really kill him. Um, it said that uh, uh, <laughs> if the government decides to honor someone, it would be better if they take care of nature lovers like Sneheshish. My salute to this person who spared life, even to poisonous animals like the cobra, one commenter said. And that's... Uh, you know, that's uh, someone who just loves life right there. I yeah, mean, it would have been ironic if it had bitten him and killed him, you know? Well, that's what I was waiting for. I was like, okay, well. Or somebody know, in his family, you know? Yeah, that would, that just, would have been awful. The snake ended up blowing venom into his, you know, 
throat and uh <laughs> you know he was know. dying <laughs> and to as you know is his you know yeah he suffered of a little she suffered a little blowback and uh <laughs> from the snake and he got a little venom that he wasn't expecting so I, um, I mean that's that's some kind of guy there that would be willing I to mean, do that and, you know the thought that runs through your head that man oh i've got to save this snake get me a straw you have no. one left over from lunch. Okay. Give me a knife. We're going to have to puncture his lungs. Um, do a little, do a little, <laughs> a little massaging. Yes, exactly. Oh, look, there's a hole already for it. Put it in there. And so this was India, yes. you said? This was, yeah, this was India. So that's yeah. the second crazy story that's, from India that you've I, used tonight. I mean, so. Things they, are wild over there. God bless them. They'll just go, through they'll go, COVID hit, but. go down the line of relatives to get married. Yeah. See, uh, so. The, and the they're going to stay poisonous snakes. The husband didn't marry, you know, the one sister because she died, but he did marry the other one. And on the way out, saw the snake in distress and for the love of God brought it back to life. <laughs> so that made everything all right. And everybody walks into the sunset cut scene two. Um, yeah. That's, what that's, if that's he had weird. married the sister and then unfortunately he suffered a heart attack and died. Yeah. Or Would that when he married the sister, um, the other sister had that weird thing that makes you seem like you're dead and she oh, came yeah. out of it and rose up from the dead and somebody probably would have conked her over the head thinking she was a, a bad spirit or something. Or oh, take geez. her out. Jeez. That's we can make a movie out of that. That's a Tarantino movie there. Isn't it? I'm gonna have to call him up. I'm gonna have to call him up and see what he's got going on. Um I don't know if that's Robert or not, Eric. Um Yeah, we haven't seen uh, Robert in a while. Um. Okay. Yeah, you got well, another one? That's all I got about snakes. I mean, you got another one, didn't you? Have? Oh no, no, that's it. Oh, that's it. Wrapped up. I yeah. was running through there, thinking I was uh, no. taking up all your time. No. Okay. No. All right. Is this Robert? Is he calling in? Yeah. Hello, Robert. It looks like Robert. Can you hear me? Hey, yeah, oh, we can hear you. Good glory. It's and Robert. Eric's calling yeah. in as well. So well, we well I'm here. Um, I think I had to join this, the board of the mayor. Here. Yeah. yeah give the clap out to everybody, Donald Wayne. That's, uh, uh, you know, we're filling up the lines. Yeah, y'all you, 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 been asking about Robert, and you got your wish granted. Yeah, we've been yeah, worried well, about you, yeah. Robert. Yeah. How are you doing, buddy? Well, I've been good, but I've also been busy because I'm getting ready to leave this weekend for a camping trip. Oh, oh nice. Great. Nothing like getting out in nature. In Idaho, yeah, that's a good yeah. place to go camping. That's right. Not, not very tall trees around there, but yeah, that'd be a, <laughs> be a good Idaho place. Idaho or go. Iowa? <laughs> yeah, we'll to... leave it uh, Idaho. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah, we like it there, too. Um, exactly. Malachi, um, don't get in the cornfields. Well, good. Um, that's going to be fun, Robert. Uh, 
you know, the temperature, has it gotten very warm up there? No, because like the old man uh, was kind of going through a little bit of heat wave. Wasn't he there, Eric? In Seattle? Um, yeah. uh, uh, like, oh, he lives in Vancouver, not far from Portland. But yeah. in case you missed it this morning, the old man shattered a live listener record. Yeah. Oh, really? 35, 35 people in his live cast at one time. Whoa, that's, oh, that's awesome. But, but, great. But I, I wish, you know, Trice Talk and Tall Tales could get those kind of numbers. Y'all agree? <laughs> well, oh, oh someday, yeah. yeah. Someday we'll get there. Yeah, when we're we, moving on it, up. It'll, it'll take time. <laughs> yeah, we're moving That's... up. As long as we don't go down, we're happy with it. We, <laughs> we continue to climb the chart one nail at a time. Yep. Well, that's good. That's that's good. Well, good I know Podbean's show. definitely buzzing about that, but but I digress yeah. on that. Well, they should. But they I'm really confident should. Trice Talk will get there at some point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we well, appreciate I, that. I got an email from Podbean a few days ago Uh-oh. saying that, that saying that I reached my 500th listener for my show. Oh, really? well, oh, congratulations. Great. Well, he gets a double clap there, Donald Wayne. That's uh, awesome. Man. Double yeah. clap? Yeah, well, Let's I see. mean, he already got one clap. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, thank see. you, Justice yeah. Truth Warrior. Oh, wow. I mean, he's just too kind to us, Justice yeah. Truth Warrior. Yeah, <laughs> thank you so much, Justice. <laughs> thank you. There you go, Robert. You're getting, you're getting the love, sir. Good deal. So you, Good you're deal. going to try to do a remote show this weekend while you're camping, Robert? If I have service on my cell phone and can connect to the internet, uh, yes, <clears> but... I have not been to this location, so I don't know how my cell phone service is going to be. I would yeah. love to do a I would love to do a live show from the park, but uh, that's only if I have internet connection. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, is it okay to say where you're going? Because I don't. I mean, is it a national park, a state park, or what is it? No, it's uh up by Hampton, uh, about. 20 miles from me. Oh, okay. Well, that's not Close. too bad. That won't be too bad of a drive. No. Well, hope, hope called, you get good weekend weather. It's called Mallory Park. Mallory. Oh, it sounds okay. so peaceful. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that a song, Mallory? I get, no, Mallory, that was Valerie. That was... <laughs> Mallory. <laughs> that, was, that was Valerie, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's neat. I, I've been actually wanting to go camping down here, Robert, but it's just... Um, and and miss probably the best weather we'll have for the next three months. Yeah, well, unfortunately, keep climbing from now. Well, an old man yeah. and Grammy are going to be having their camping trip the week of June twenty first to the twenty fifth. So, um, oh, nice. uh, hopefully, they have a good time. Nice. I bet there's a lot of places to go up there where they're oh, at yeah. to, to camp. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'm going to bring some hot dogs and some brats, uh, juice pop, uh, chips. Marshmallows? Sh- uh, that too, I got to go shopping tomorrow to pick everything up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, don't forget the uh, the marshmallows S'mores. and the Vienna sausages. Uh, the yeah, Vienna sausage. <laughs> uh, well, I don't, I don't know if my store sells the Vienna sausage. <laughs> the, the, yeah, the, they put they put beaks in there and stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you would, know. That, would that be a duck beak or a goose beak? Uh, well, I don't know. Whatever you get that week, I guess. In uh, Alabama, they put all parts of the chicken in their yeah. hot dogs. So, mm, I like uh, mustard on it, and, and it's actually mm. on the label: chicken beaks. Yeah. Feet, 
you know? Yeah. Organs. I use a chicken foot to open my cans up with. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, old man lives close to Mount St. Helens. Oh, oh that's nice. I mean, not nice if yeah. it goes off, but that's a very majestic uh, looking mountain. Um, yep. Have you ever watched the video of uh, Mount St. Helens when it erupted? I did. That's, yeah, that's awesome. So, some so years ago, yeah, that was. We've had a rash of volcanic activity lately all around the world. Iceland. Yeah. Yeah, Iceland said that uh, their well, the um, volcano there is I mean, just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, no pun intended. So, <laughs> Yeah, I well, think it's... Well, um, i got to help you all watch the time since, you know, it's oh, almost 11.30 p.m. Uh-oh. Oh, we'll just. We'll but I'm, just I'm getting about ready to drop off, anyways. That's when call Donald Wade starts turning into a pumpkin. <laughs> well, well um, but I'm glad Robert got to call you. But I'll check back with you, gentlemen, later. Well, thanks right. for Thank calling so in, much, Eric, right? and and thanks for calling in, Robert. Good to hear from you. I hope you have a lot of fun on your camping trip. Um, and uh, we'll see if we can. We need to do a trice talk camping trip, Dennis Lee. Yeah, we well, should. Are you going yeah. to do, do a? You going to do a live broadcast when you go camping? Yeah, we can do a live broadcast and do. Yeah, some, we had so much fun with the other one a couple of weeks ago. Trivia over. from the fire and you know. Oh yeah. What other? That I dance around the fire. The yeah, we we did a live one on Facebook about two logs. weeks ago, Robert. Yeah. So um, if <laughs> it's, it's out there. <laughs> Uh, it only gets weird if you look anybody in the eye. I want to tell you if if <laughs> I, we're we're running out of time here, but uh, Dennis Lee on a camping trip, the last one we went to, uh, I could tell you some stories about this man in the wild. He uh, who is that? What's that it's, noise? It's 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 a different thing when when the wind is blowing yeah, they, and the leaves are rustling. Get, and, don't put a gun in my hand. Yeah, when I'm don't. In the you tent. cannot take a. <laughs> a gun with you if we go camping yeah well we actually that's funny just that we have sent the tent up and stuff for the grandbaby in the backyard so we do that um play camping and i, I can only think imagine what the neighbors are thinking they're like oh look well look we're surrounded we're by, here. <laughs> by parks up here i mean we've got one yeah. within just a few miles of, of where we're both at and uh, they're all over the place that's one nice thing about georgia we've got lots of places yeah. to go camp all right well i guess we we're going to have to wrap this up we've got less than two minutes dennis lee oh, so um, okay well um thank you all for joining us and remember that we are on every sunday tuesday wednesday and thursday at 9 30 p.m in the eastern time zone and with impromptu shows in between i mean donald wayne has been i mean really burning up the mini pots um good job donald wayne Thank you. Thank um, you. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you look, if you want to, if you're a Twitterer, um, find us on Twitter at, uh, at Tristalk at uh, WG Moon. You can email us with suggestions about the show or what you didn't like or, you know, just chat or send us weird pictures like BP. Um, at Tristalks, I'm just kidding <laughs> you, BP. At Tristalk69PTS at gmail.com. Um, you can find us. Um, also on Facebook, I encourage you to um, follow us on Facebook. We post all the shows there. We put pictures on there, and we put all the articles we use on the show are on there as well. Um, and then the rest of these, um, thank you, BP. <laughs> um, 
You can find us on Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, LinkedIn, Listen Notes, and Player FM at Tristalk. And look, we appreciate you. We love you. Thank you for being here. We couldn't do it without you. Yes, sir. Thank you, everybody, for spending time with us on Wacky Wednesday. And we'll be back tomorrow night. And we got to get a little bit serious. So hope you will join us again. Till then, everybody take care of yourself. Have a wonderful day tomorrow. And uh, stay safe, everybody.